Okay, uh, welcome everybody to the uh, inaugural uh, UFN podcast. Uh, today we've got my uh, a colleague of mine from the Agents Network, um, Nick Clement. Um, Nick, would you like to um, introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, all. Uh, my name's Nick Clement, owner and football agent of CUC Seven Five Eight, based in London, UK. Thanks, Nick. Um, today we're going to talk about how you got into the um, agents uh, game and how and how you got into football and why you got into that particular field and how, what the pitfalls of being an agent and, and being a player, of course, um, and, and and how long you've been doing it. So, um, Nick, it's over to you to give us a little bit of a background. Um, thank you, Barry. Um, well, I started my football agency in 2021 at the beginning, January. Um, I've always wanted to get into the agency game from years back. Um, I think it's just something I've always desired to do. Um, playing football as a youth, I um, was lucky to play some good level at youth level, played a bit of decent semi-pro, amateur level, um, never made it to pros. Um, but I always wanted to be an agent, always kind of, I used to play football manager when I was younger. So always had a bit of information on, you know, football background all around the world. Um, so last year I was in St. Lucia and um, kind of thought to myself about probably trying to help the football back home as well. As you know, the football development in St. Lucia is not as big and known around the world. So yeah. I thought about kicking off my football agency in London as I'm based here. Um, and hopefully with the connections I make along the way, can hopefully help some St. Lucian players and hopefully players worldwide. How easy would you say it is to get into becoming an agent, um, Nick? Um, becoming an agent is, I would say, roughly very easy now. I believe they changed the structure of it. A couple of years ago, you had to do an exam um, and pass within the FA. An examination center but now i believe you pay your fee online um you cover yourself with your insurance but it is your due diligence to know the rules know the laws um so yeah so i think i don't know if it was a big fee for change but they've kind of put it on the agents to know how to carry themselves and cover their own backs so what would your advice be to uh someone looking to become an agent or looking for an agent as a young player? Um, I'll say for anyone looking to become an agent, um, do some research, look into the laws first. Um, so you just cover yourself, you know, it's yeah. a very delicate game, especially crossing certain lines. If you don't know, you could get yourself in very big trouble and even lose your license, you know, um, do your research. Find maybe the market that you're looking for and what type of players you're looking to work with. Kind of put a plan together. And um, if you can, along the way, maybe partner up with someone, um, get some inside knowledge in the game, go around, make your, make some connections, you know, before you start probably. Um, and I like myself, um, I was quite lucky to have a mentor, um, Les Feather from Sports Empire Group. Okay. He's kind of mentored me on my journey in, so I would recommend any new agent coming into the game, get a great mentor you can trust, you know, shows you the ins and outs of the game, 
And for any player looking for an agent, I would just say advise them, look for an agent that shows that they have a care in your ability and where you want to head in the future. And if you both have a common goal and common interest in where you both want to go, I just believe, pick an agent that you believe will do the best for you in your progression, is my best advice. Would you say that uh, as a, so some, say a player is looking for an agent, would you say to them to always check that the agent's registered? Yes. Um, always do your due diligence. You know, I think in everything in life we've all been taught, um, do your background checks, find out who you're working with. Um, you know, and there's one thing as well, I think some people in football sometimes are maybe shy to ask questions if like someone says they're professional at this and this, you know. It's like anywhere, you know, as a, in a showcase game, if scouts come, if it's from any professional club, you show your badge, you show your ID, anyone can ask them, you know, if you've requested to see a player or you're requesting to represent a player, the parent or the player should have every openness to ask you any questions. And if I say to anybody, if they don't want to give you upfront answers, then that should already give you red flags in a way. Sure. So. Would you say what? What would you say was the pitfalls of being uh, an agent, and what would be the you know the upside of, of being an agent? What What would you say people should look out for, basically, if they were coming into the into the um the business? Um, if anything, I'll say for agencies, make sure the connections you're making is trustworthy. Um, just try to do your background checks. Um, you sometimes you might get led on um, false hope some missed um, information, promise on trials or something, and it's part and parcel with the game. Um, don't take it too personal. Learn from it quickly. Um, and, yeah, keep moving forward. The best way I say is make connections as best as you can, personal, via email, um, via personal contact, even if it is on social, um, you know, but just try get as much background information as you can and, except that there might be some stories and lies along the way. But, you know, you live and you learn and you grow. So, um, as an agent, how many players would you say you would look at to have at any one time? Is there a set amount? Um, I, I couldn't speak for others. I believe it's um, what you believe you can work with, yeah. you know, as my personal opinion is that there's a lot of time involved. So, you know, I preferably would want to have a small roster of players so I could give them my time, you know. Um, others yeah. might do a different approach, like I say. Um, it depends on your organisation as well. Um, I run my agency independently, so my time will be limited at times, but others might have um, a few agents in there agency so there's more time to go around so they could probably have a bigger roster of players so yeah um it's each to their own um how we all work within our means the best way i could say from my side so how do you how do how does the um fees uh work how how's how's that split is it done on negotiations with the club and the player how, how does it actually work for someone who doesn't know if they if they've never been involved in football how would you explain how that all or works, i.e. say a parent had a player and fees were being mentioned, um, 
they've never been involved in like the higher echelons of football, i.e., being signed on a contract, like a professional contract. Yeah. How would you explain it to, to to someone who's never been involved? Um, the best way to explain to someone that's never been involved is, I think there's a I think there's a perception on you know contracts with an agent and a club, and I think anywhere in life a contract's a contract. You know, if you're employment at a workplace or a contract yeah. a job, everywhere in the contract will state the details in the contract. Yeah. Um, and best thing advice I'll give to anyone is if I really look at a contract, it would kind of state numbers in there. You can't really hide anything in a contract, even if they try to do it. You know, um, I believe in the if you do your kind of background checks, the commission between an agent and a player can vary, and that's yeah. between a player and an agent. You know, everyone works differently. Um, regarding fees with clubs, again. It's kind of stuff that's spoken about pre-hand um, in contract talks. It's kind of you kind of kind of have your own personal talks and how it's separated and delegated. So it's all out in the open, you know. So it's just upon how everyone's contract is set up with each other. Um, I do know within the yeah. FA, the minimum you have to have mandatory is five percent commission in the contract. Mandatory, yes, that's what I've I've heard about. Yeah mandatory five percent commission um would you say management contracts are they a good or a bad thing um what do you mean by management contracts in so some to... i've heard i mean i can't this is why i'm asking you because i don't i don't know how true this is but i've heard that some players are managed um pre pre pre-professional terms right but basically before they're 18. Um, so they're sort of put into a stable with other players that are under 18, but they're not actually signed to that agent. Ooh. So the agent's basically helping them, basically. Oh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, unfortunately, Barry. Um, very new in the game. Um, as I say, I do my work independently. Um, I haven't been in a organisation agency type of environment, so... I wouldn't have the information on that one, unfortunately. Okay. So you've not heard you've not heard anything anything about that. So your your um you you mentioned before that you um used to play football. Who did you used to play for? I was a youth. I was in the in the local youth West Ham team. Okay. It was years ago. Um, then I played for my Redbridge College scholarship team. Okay. Yeah, and then. After I played for local teams around my area for amateur levels. Okay, so when you um, when you went to do your to go and to be an, become an agent, what did you? Yeah. What was the process? What did you have to do? Oh, I had to um, obviously you have to fill out your online application with the FA. Um, also, you have to do your DBS checks, and then pay for your license fee, and also set up your insurance. Your a liability insurance to cover yourself. Yeah. Because as you will be dealing with clients and contracts. How much is the fee if someone wants to do it? Oh, the fee is £600. So I believe it's £500 and VAT is £100. Is that, is that yearly or do you have to do that? It's the one-time fee and then yearly to renew your licence. I do believe it's £250. And how is... Um business at the moment for you Nick is it is it good for the first year it's going well it's going well 
um, growing as a business in my first, it's the first three months um, as my being an official agent. So can't complain. It's going well. And how has being in the um, the agents network has that helped you um, gain some more contacts and networks and, and more players or not more players but more business if 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 it's um, if I can say that. Oh, the agency um, Telegram group that you set up has been a great little network to network with other agents. It's highlighted other players as well, you know. Um, I think it's a good little group. It's still growing at the moment, um, but definitely I could see it being beneficial to most of the contacts in the group for their have players. You, yeah, I was just going to say, have you, have you made contacts there and as it I'm hoping it's benefited you by being in there yeah I've made contacts definitely from the group um, yeah. maybe some things might materialize in the coming months um, but you know couldn't confirm anything as a definite <laughs> so where are you based are you based in London what part of London are you based in um, East London East London okay yeah. um, and how 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 do you see the next five, ten years for your agency? Do you see it growing a great deal? And what sort of levels are we looking at? Do you look at players that are based in this country or abroad, or do you just look at? Do you, are you looking at the four leagues that we have here, or just, or, or do, do you might do, do you not mind? I've got a couple of players um, that I work with. Um, I've got some players in Ireland that have a strong connection in Ireland. Um, and I have my St. Lucian players as well. And I have some players um, worldwide a bit. So definitely, I don't see a limit. I want to try, obviously, hopefully expand. I believe the bigger network you have, the more opportunities you can give to your players. So um, hopefully, uh, it grows and the network grows stronger. Um, and yeah, just, yeah, hopefully, it's just a successful. Football agency, you know, bringing in players, developing them, giving them opportunities to progress. And that's hopefully what I see in the next five to 10 years. Worldwide. How do you, um, how, how have you um, managed around the, obviously we have Brexit, et cetera. So how have you managed around that? And, and what do you see to be the uh, barriers to getting players from abroad to, to the UK or to Europe? How, how have you... Um, how do you manage to um, place players here? Is it easy or is it difficult? Um, I think it's quite difficult for um, a lot of people in the football situations at the moment. Um, but regarding myself, I haven't been able to bring any players in. Um, but I do believe everyone knows with players coming in now, you have to go through the GBE um, and just certain criteria you need to meet. Um, so I believe it's kind of changed around for everyone. You know, a lot of European players um, now having to look for more clubs in Europe. But I just think it's something, especially after COVID, everyone's just adapting to. So um, we'll see more in the coming months how things change. And take yeah, care. yeah, because I've I've spoke to a few agents and scouts, and they they have mentioned that um, so visa issues are are are, are a problem, um, but other other sort of other countries in Europe are more uh, 
much more easier to place players in, um, i.e. Scandinavia, etc. Yeah. Uh, have you have you found that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you definitely find there are certain leagues where the criteria is different and yeah. visa requirements are different. Um, but like you see in football, it's a constant changing cycle. So it's just working as best as you can with the times, I guess. Of course. Oh, Tabriz, are you actually here now? I don't know if you can hear us. Um, I've been patiently listening and waiting. And again, you know, um, hi, hi, Nick. Um, and again, uh, welcome. A great, great little conversation. And um, uh, thank you for, thank you for joining this this podcast. Um, I've like got um a couple of questions. Uh, so um, you could have mentioned that you like have a, a few players in Saint Saint Lucia. I mean, um, what's the kind of um football in the you know in the kind of you know caribbean because you know I, I know cricket is you know um is the kind of main like sport and you know do, do you like see um like a lot of players wanting to play football or, or like soccer and and they'll let you also what's your opinion about um caribbean players especially the jamaican bomb bomb players actually playing for jamaica rather than for other european countries um, I believe the popularity of football is quite high in the Caribbean. It's definitely the same, I would say, with cricket. Um, but again, the West Indies and stuff is quite, you know, more successful in the world of sports and cricket-wise. But especially, I just do believe in the Caribbeans. The standard of football in the Caribbeans is... Um, is it's obviously, as you can say, lower compared to around the world in Europe in leagues. But I definitely do believe that there's talent all around the Caribbean, you know, especially in Jamaica, um, St. Lucia, Trinidad. A lot of countries have a lot of, lot of football talent. Um, it's just the difficulties of with their visas and passports, getting them the opportunity in Europe um, to show their talents. And yeah, that's the only hurdle that's... I believe we just got to overcome in time. But there's definitely a lot of talent. I would say there's a lot, a lot of talent in the Caribbean. And um, with your experience being an agent, um, have you have you ever lost a client or literally or like, you know, have you heard of any of your peers like losing players and and like what have you learned from that experience if it's happened to you or literally or literally anyone within your circle? Yeah. Um, um, I'm sure if you speak to many agents, you'd hear many stories like that. Um, but yeah, I have actually did experience that in the short time I have been an agent. Um, I have lost a player. Um, there was a young, talented Italian boy I was working with um, when I first started. Um, very talented boy, left-footed. He was with Baritzia under-17s about two years ago. Um, so he was with a Serie A D team, um, I believe, the season before. So um, we kind of agreed to work with each other on a three-month basis, see how it goes and take it from there. Um, so, yeah, we worked together, um, presented him, got him four opportunities, no, three opportunities with a club. Literally, they offered him the contract pre-hand, um, not needing to trial or anything. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't want to go ahead with them, um, you know. Unfortunately, after that, 
not many other opportunities arise because um, it can fluctuate during the transfer markets at times. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of it, what ended up happening, you know, he returned back to his homeland. Um, and yeah, it came to the three months and we just kind of both thought that maybe it's best if, you know, we enjoyed the time that we worked together and yeah, um, we just kind of split ways, but it wasn't no animosity. You know, we still wished him well on his journey. Um, it was quite bizarre that one of the other contacts that we made, um, that we passed, I passed on to him. It helped him find the club, so he's still doing well for himself and wishing him all the best. And I would say, like the bigger your agency gets, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, um, uh, you know, from a kind of player's point point of view, the reason why they would want to join an agent. You know, it's like because of that, that that kind of one-to-one -one, um, conversations and those, um, you know, um, and literally that kind of communication. And uh, the bigger your agency becomes, the more likely you are going to lose that one-on-one um, -on -one contact. How how will you make sure that that doesn't happen um, as you grow? um you're right if it does grow very large you could lose that element of closeness and care and touch to it um from my perspective i don't see that stage coming too close yet um i know for myself for the next two years i'll be working very close with my roster um if anything if i do get more staff on board it will be to yeah, more of my time so I could be more involved with them as well so um, I can only speak for myself um, for now I believe I have no ambitions to be major major take over the game and hundreds of players I'm happy with my roster I'm happy with the little niche that I've got and just happy with seeing the players progress and that's what I first want to see just my players progressing and if an opportunity comes to expand I'm sure I'll be doing discussions about it. But yeah, at the moment, it's just seeing the progression of the players that I've got. I'm quite excited for them. I've got a couple of wonder kids there. So, yeah. <laughs> no, brilliant, brilliant. And, and um, you know, and of course, like, cause like the kind of talk of the town, or should I say talk, you know, <laughs> talk of the tune is, you know, of course, with this huge new Newcastle takeover and uh, with all this money now floating around supposedly, you know, as a kind of agent, you know, um, do you kind of look at these like things as as kind of great opportunities to not only get your players into certain areas, but and again, you know, let's be real of, you know, of course, kind of, you know, making a little bit of money to, of course, sustain and grow your business? Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, with news at Newcastle takeover, crazy amount of money um it just happens you know i don't think it's anything too different if you look at it this has happened for years now you know when chelsea came in same thing happened man city owners came in same thing happened um same way if leicester's owners when they come in you know um football's a business players are going to come in players are going to go players are going to transfer contracts extend big deals happen um, resignations happen, big compensation happens. So, 
yeah, you know, I'm sure Newcastle already have players that they've already been targeting and maybe now they have the opportunity to target them with a bit more confidence. Um, so I don't think really much has changed for agents or anything. We, I'm sure everyone keeps their eye on sports. We all keep our eye on the news. So, yeah, you know. And, and um, have you ever thought about going into the management side of it or, you know, of the agent side in terms of representing managers and coaches? Um, I think naturally it's something that will happen naturally along the way. Um, I have been contacted by some coaches about representation, but um, just for the moment, it's not something that I'm looking to get into at the moment. But I think definitely down the line is something that would align each other working together. And um, regarding looking at players, or should I say, you know, kids, because of course, you know, there's, well, back in the day, and it probably still happens now, where, you know, there's there's like a, like a lot of um, academies um, that literally get kids from the age of four, five, six. Uh, and, you know, they, they kind of try and, you know, um, prime, prime them for for like scholars etc um yeah. what is your opinion about you know letting kids just play play football purely because they enjoy it rather than priming them for um a potential club or literally them almost being an asset for an academy yeah honestly i say to um, my view on it I say to a lot of young boys, and just just enjoy football, you know, play your football, enjoy. Um, don't think too much about the scholarships and pro sort of stuff. I think it's at the, especially when you see that, like how you say they start from seven, eight, nine, you know, just enjoy your football, you know, have fun make friends while you're doing it because I think that's where people forget a lot of what football was about for a lot of us when we was young you know making friends from different backgrounds players on a team losing together succeeding together doing a lot of life experiences um, and I think that kind of element sometimes is getting lost in the game and I think um, that's one advice that I'll give to a lot of young kids because I like you kind of see it a lot in the social media now like I've had some um young kids approach me asking about the agency and I've just always straight away advised and look like, um, you know, go enjoy your football, go have fun. Um, you know, don't worry about having an agent or being under an agency, just go have your fun, you know, go play football. Um, when I'll say for obviously, as you know, when boys start getting to maybe 18 years old, um, close to the professional level, um, looking to have assistance and help, I would definitely advise anyone to get a good trusted agent that, you know, wants the best for you and that can help make a plan with you over the years to get to where you want to get to. But like a lot of the young kids, honestly, I would just say it to parents as well, just enjoy the football, you know, um, enjoy it, honestly. We're only young, you know, as we all know, even in the podcast, <laughs> we're only a kid once, you know, for a certain amount of years and just, yeah, enjoy it. You know, the football will get more serious as you get older from 16, as we all know. But um, from young, just enjoy it. Find a place that, you know, you enjoy your football, you're learning. And then your talent and everything will get you where you need to get to in the end. You know, no pressure. Yeah. And do you um, 
spoke about just literally enjoying your career um no matter what what level but you know if we could have talking about the elite side of the game um how important is it nowadays to to literally have different types of income you know um and you know is that something that that like you also help your players with um and uh, literally have you kind of seen i'd say um more more kind of awareness in terms of now look like your kind of football deal is going to be finishing in you know in the next two or three years like you now have to you know get a really good strong income portfolio uh is it something that you do and literally what like would you advise anyone um that's yeah, kind of think, really um, that in their mind yeah i think it's a conversation that i believe most agents would have with their players you know um as you know, you're going to speak about football, you're going to speak about life, you know, you're going to speak about the future and stuff on the field, off the field. So I think it's just in this day and age with everything in life, just um, the cost of everything going up, even for football clubs, you know, running a football club, the cost is going up. Um, it's just, you know, you plan, you try and make the best decisions and um, just hope that it all works out. You know, life is unpredictable, so you just try, you just try plan as best as you can and mm. you know hopefully things you know with the right choices and stuff investments you know support i know a lot of agencies you know we work alongside wealth investment and management groups that give our players advice and stuff as well so as you know even now on the internet there's loads of you know even if you go on social media you know forex trading all types of advice and so many different things regarding investments and financial. So, yeah, I think it's a discussion that every player in the agents talks about. Yeah. And you've mentioned social media a couple of times and uh, I'd be a fool not to mention it. Um, so how how important or I'd say a hindrance has, you know, has social media been on, been in like your journey as a, as a footballer, as an agent, uh, you know, I would kind of love to get your thoughts. Um, what do you mean by hindrance? Sorry, I didn't catch Because, you know, literally, um, like a lot of people will actually say, you know, um, people will look at people's highlights and, and you know, literally, literally, you know, big, big themselves up when, you know, in like reality, you know, they're not as, I'd say, good, you know, as their highlights suggest. And of course, you know, with the, with the emergence of on-demand TV and everything going digital, you know, there's like no patience anymore. And, you know, literally, you know, you know, uh, players and even parents want things now. So, you know, it'd be very interesting to kind of see it from your perspective as a, you know, as an agent where kind of, where like patience is, you know, is, is like one of your strong points and, and uh, literally how like you kind of get that across to parents and players. Um, I think, um, like how you say, it's very true, you know. You just sometimes got to break it down in a way that sometimes moments you just have to be patient with it. You know, um, football sometimes is a process. It's got a lot of stages to it. Um, and it's just about being patient to the process. As long as I will say to um, parents and players, you know, if you're working hard, if you've got the talent and you've got the passion, the right things will come your way. 
Um, and it's just about being patient sometimes, you know. Um, it's like how you say if the season started and um, you come four or five months after the transfer windows closed and you're looking for a club, it'll be very difficult. It'll be near to impossible, right? Because even if you were signed, you couldn't be registered to play. So with a lot of things, it's timing. So it's just like I say, it's the patience, timing, you know, everyone's moment comes at the right time. Um, some might come sooner, some might come later than others, but if you're doing the right things, your time will come. Just be patient, just keep working hard. Um, eyes are always looking, people are always watching you. Um, so just, yeah, keep working hard. That's the best advice I'll give them. Just be patient, because literally, as you know, on social media nowadays, everyone's recording, everyone's watching games. If a crazy goal goes in, if a crazy dribble and finish goes in, you know, people put it up on their social, someone else sees it, someone else sees it. And in fact, you know, in one time, the right person's going to see it. So just keep working hard, patience. Yeah, love that, love that. And, uh, do you kind of work with any players over 35? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking for, for a friend. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately. Why are you laughing, Nick? Nick, Nick, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? I'm just asking for a friend. Uh, I like I said, if it's Ronaldo or Messi, just call my phone anytime. <laughs> it's the other one. It's the other Ronaldo or Messi. It's the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I was going to ask Nick, have you got any? Um, you must have. You must have some funny stories, uh, or one story you can share with us that's quite funny or odd. Because there's always something that weird happens in football, either either with a parent, a player, or a club, or a manager, or a scout, or whoever it might be. Do you have anything funny. that you'd like to share? A funny one. Um, or odd, or even an odd weird. one. Um, I know, I know, I do have a few, but you know, when you get put in the spot and you try to think, <laughs> <of it. laughs> trust me, it gets quite crazy. Um, oh, an odd one. Oh, I haven't. None's coming off the top of my head because you know when I'm thinking of it, I have to be honest. I'm trying to think. Is oh, can I say that? Or can I? <laughs> say can it. I, you, sorry, <laughs> that's the difficulty of it. That's why. The priest is in media. He give you some advice, Nick. Okay, actually, I'll give you a funny one. I'll give you a funny one. Actually, I'll give you a funny one. I, I, I think I can tell you this one. I'll give you a funny one. Um, so I was helping a player, right? Yeah, so I can actually tell you, yeah, the player that I said we weren't working no more because I haven't said his name, so it's fine. So, um, so first moment working with him, um, reach out, the club was looking for a striker in Norway. Um, so he's, um, so get got in touch with the manager. The manager's asked me, like, um, are you sure you represent this player because like he's been offered to him a few times from other people. So I said to him, no, 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 so, you know, showed him the contract, you know, I said, oh, straight. So he's thinking, great, you know, I'm direct contact with the player. So he sent an offer over to the player. Um, very good offer in the contract. Very nice offer. Um, I did believe it was a good opportunity for him, especially after COVID. And because what it was as well, on the player's record, right, he hadn't scored any goals on his record, but he's a talent. 
like if you watch his highlights, talent, but he just hasn't scored any goals. So most right. clubs were like, he looks more like a winger than a striker because he has no goals. So this club like fully believed him as a striker, wanted him in to like give him promotion, push, everything. Um, had the sponsor for him, and I believe they were connected with Theodora. Um, so because he was from Italy, it would have just been a nice sponsorship, partnership, everything. Yeah. Um, so the player got him the contract, like literally sent us over the contract, slapped on the table. So I went back to them on some adjustments. They made the adjustments, sent it over to the player. So then he, because I think because it comes so fast, he was pretty calm. So he wasn't in a rush. It wasn't like we was in a rush, but, you know, he just thought, okay, I'll get back to it. So we're searching, we're searching, another couple clubs come. Um, the offers wasn't as good as what this first club offered. So, obviously, the manager, you know, he's getting on to me. What's going on? Like, he's signing me for So, I'm like, so obviously, I've told the player, like, what's going on? And he's like, he's not sure, sort of thing. So, I've gone back and tried to, like, you know, you know, buy a bit of time, basically. So, tried to buy time. Yeah. So, like, it got to another week. So, what ended up happening, the other offers that we were finding was nowhere near as good as the first one that we got from this club. So, we went back to the club, but I did advise the player, you know, we might lose this opportunity if we don't make a decision quick. You know? So, yeah. So, when the time comes, going back to the club, hey, buddy, um, is the offer still on the table? Because you know how it starts at the beginning, like, um, a manager's hitting <laughs> yeah. you up, he's ringing your phone, isn't he? Like, he's ringing you, mm-hmm. like, 24-7, 24-7. And obviously, my phone's gone silent, isn't it, for quite a while. So, <laughs> when I've gone back to him and been like, hey, buddy, um, is the office still on the table? He's gone back to me, nah, um, me and the chairman, we've moved on with it. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, I've, I've gone back to the player and obviously I've had to tell him. Um, so, it's just the unfortunate thing of... Um, like, because where he was searching for so many other things and, like, yeah. he was chasing, he was chasing, chasing and didn't really look at what he really had an offer um, from the club. Um, and then, yeah, unfortunately, it was gone. And it was just, uh, yeah, it was just the unfortunate thing of just, like, I thought it would just have been a simple thing of going back to him and just, like, yeah, we're good to go. But then it was just like, no, mate, sorry about that. Um, offer's gone. So oh, uh, it was, like, my first experience of, like, yeah, you know, Time is essential and not that you yeah. have to rough decisions. It's just that, you know, yeah, it just, things can come and go in an instant. Yeah. And, and literally, that's literally what makes an elite athlete so like different from, from I'd say like non-league or semi-pro. And again, I'm not disrespecting those, those, those players there, but just literally knowing when to say yes to a deal uh, and literally knowing exactly what what you deserve, I, you know. Yeah, you know and again, you know, you know, also as well, being being slightly selfish because you know, um, I think football has changed now. Where you know, I don't think we will see the likes of Sir Alex and Arsene Wenger's, you know, long like reigns at football clubs. And you know, again, even like players now uh, are I like moving within you know two to three years now. So. It's just always making sure that you are you are in the prime position, and you know when the deal comes, just knowing, look, okay, like this is probably the best deal I'm gonna get, and just being savvy enough and uh, literally making sure that you've got the got the right team around you to literally make that deal happen. 
and it's timing. And you know what it is? It's, it's timing as well. Because you see, um, I don't know if you watch the NBA. Um, there was a player that plays for the Lakers. Um, there was a player that plays, basically, he was offered a deal in the middle of the season for like 84 million. But then he thought he could get like, he was worth more. Um, so I think the end of the season, the Lakers done really bad. And then they ended up releasing him or something. And then the next club he signed, the next team he signed for was for like 7 million or wow. 8 million. So he lost like 74 million. Like, yeah, just on, just on like, literally if he'd signed that, even a lot of people thought that he didn't even deserve the 84 or something, but still it doesn't matter, like each to their own. But like, yeah, he just didn't sign it. And yeah, just, you know, it's like I say, I just believe it's timing and circumstances. Yeah, it just is what it is. That's great. And all I'd like to say to, to you is thanks for your um, input today and your advice and and um, coming onto the uh, the podcast, and obviously for Tabrice for um, supporting the podcast today. No, and, thank um, you. Sorry, go, on, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I finished. You can go ahead. No, I literally just wanted to say thank you for having me on. You know, being new in the game. Um, thank you. I hope it helps anyone that's listened. First time ever doing a podcast, but yeah, if anyone wants to know more about myself and my agency, CUC758, um, you can just find us on Instagram at CUC758Football um, and www.cuc758.com. Thank you. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Why not? Why not? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to say to everybody listening, um, we will be releasing the podcast on a Saturday. Um, so look out for our podcast release um, and thank you for everyone for listening. Sweet.